right. Well, hey, welcome to the Leadership Podcast here at Prairie Lakes Fort Dodge. Excited to be uh, back with you. It's, it's been a long time since I've actually been able yep. to record. <laughs> I feel like you guys like made a pact and said Kyle shouldn't be a part of these <laughs> leadership podcasts. Just like our office. Yep, that's right. That's right. Um, and this is my first time hosting, so it is it is good uh, to be in this conversation. Uh, just to give you a heads up on a couple things as you're listening here, this is a this can be a three part podcast um, essentially. So we're going to be talking about scarcity mindset uh, in three different categories, and today we're going to be really talking about uh, our own abilities and self beliefs. Um, and the next one is going to be around uh, scarcity mindset on finances and giving. And then the third one is going to be scarcity mindset on time. Uh, but today, um, in this podcast with me, I've got Katie and Brittany. And we're going to be talking about this scarcity mindset toward my own abilities and uh, self-beliefs, which all of us um, have have some of our own stories and uh, some some. Uh, leadership learnings and even uh, scripture to be able to bring into this conversation as we uh, share with you today. Um, but we're going to really be diving into kind of some of this these questions on even how do we change our mindset to believe that God equips those he calls. Um, you know, we're, we're not here by accident. Uh, we are capable. Um, we uh, we do have our own gifts and talents, uh, but it's so easy to compare ourselves with other people or to have these doubts um, and really probably have ongoing conversations within our own minds that other people aren't even aware of. And so we're going to unpack that today. Uh, hey, before we jump in here, because uh, this is just one of those interesting topics, um, I'm, I'm going to say a quick prayer and then uh, we'll, we'll just get going here. Father God, we uh, we give you this time. Uh, God, it's not an accident that we're we're listening to this podcast. God, it's not an accident that we're even uh, recording it. And so, Father, we give you this space. Uh, we ask you to help us to be vulnerable. Um, God, help us to to trust you. Know that you're safe. Uh, know that uh, there's there's things in this conversation that we need to hear, and probably even things that we need to share. Um, so, God, use this time. Grow us as leaders. It's in your Son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As you think about the scarcity mindset towards your abilities and your own beliefs, your self-beliefs, uh, what comes to your mind or what are some of the maybe even battles that, that you have or have had? It's not about um, being strong in our abilities because whenever we focus on growing in our abilities, that's when we can become prideful. It's about leading even though we are weak and leading even though um, we have things that we're, we're not perfect. So we're not, I'm not up there on stage because I have figured out something or have mastered this public speaking or whatever it is, it's because I'm saying yes, what God has called me to in, in anything I do, it's of him. It's not from my own abilities and own strength. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit more of where I'm coming from is like, it's like the obedience. Yeah. You know, I, I think this is, um, uh, fr- from my history with this topic, my own personal history, when I, when I get into a place that I'm insecure and I'm, I'm challenging my internally, I'm challenging my own abilities and I'm listening to myths and lies and comparing um, and, and maybe even in the midst of, of that fog, having uh, a, a, a pride challenge as well that can kind of feel even confusing how it's possible in that moment thinking, um, other, other unhealthy or negative, uh, thoughts when I'm in that state of mind and I'm sure I'll find myself there again. 
uh, I, I tend to think one of my first thoughts is uh, believing that I'm the only one that has these kind of thoughts, believing that mm-hmm. everybody else can wake up and function and not ever feel like they're not good enough, not ever wonder if they're capable. No matter how many times I've been in that place, uh, that's still one of the first places I go to. I just that, That's one of the first traps I find myself in is uh, just believing that I'm I'm the only one. This is a mindset that all of us have or will find ourselves in. And the enemy wants us to isolate or think Absolutely. we're the only one that yeah. struggles. And that's where talking about it or being vulnerable yeah. helps break that. And- yeah. And I think it, it happens on all levels of leadership. What stories come to your mind? What story comes to your mind? If you're, if you're saying, hey, this is the headline for me. When I think of this, this is the one that I come back to. And it might be years old and it might be moments old. Yeah. From, for me, it's when I um, started, when I was asked to lead mops here. So back, mm. when was that? Like eight years ago. And that during that season, it was a time when I had been a stay-at-home mom for several years. And um, throughout that time, I felt like I developed just a lot of insecurity, doubts in my abilities. And it was just it was just a hard, difficult season. Becoming a mother, I feel like it, it reveals a lot of things in you that you maybe didn't see bef- before before becoming a mom. Sure. And so I remember being asked and being like, talking to my husband, being like, yes, like this is what I want to do. Um, but throughout that season, throughout the first couple years of leading, I struggled so much with insecurity um, in, my, in myself, my own abilities and my relationships. I mean, really everything. Like I did not, it comes down to, I did not have my identity in Christ. Mm. And it was a really hard season. And I remember... Um, going through reading different books and reading the Bible and just trying to like work through that. And the thing that um, came to me um, that multiple people shared. And then I also read often was about Paul's thorn in his flesh and how like he begged God to take it away from him and he Mm. didn't. And it was so that he can be vulnerable and be, you know, when he he says, when I am weak, he is strong. And, um, and God did has taken that thorn. I have other things. Obviously we're always working through things. But it was a very long and really hard journey to work through. Um, so I want to read this in Second Corinthians 12, um, starting at like verse 5. It says, I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I choose to boast, I would not, I would not be a, f- a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded to the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships in persecutions, in my difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I just love that. It's just like that constant reminder to be dependent yeah. on God. And um, and like and it is about, like what Kitty said, like about being obedient, like just saying yes when we're called. Um, and it's not about like, oh, I have everything figured out and I'm, mm-hmm. I have all these skill sets under my belt. Yeah. Um, and so, so, yeah, I feel like that's been like the biggest thing God has been, has taught me throughout um, leading in the church, but also in my own life at home and just different areas um, with friendships of like, it's okay to want to be vulnerable about our 
um, imperfections and what we're not good at. And then to also like say yes to hard things, even, even though, even, even though we're, um, we have these different areas that we're really weak in. So Katie, what, what about you? I don't even remember what we were doing, but we were circled up at the front and you like asked me to pray over whatever it was we were here for. (laughs) And it was like in those, there's been multiple moments like that where it was like, maybe you knew something, maybe you didn't, maybe it was just coincidence. I don't know, but I had to make that choice in that moment to say yes and do my best or like let my own thoughts get in the way or whatever. Um, And then that kind of just goes circling all of that is that you said maybe somebody calls it out, Brittany's story, that story, like you specifically called that out, but also like the other little opportunities that you have to say yes or try something or bring an idea to the table or any of that, it helps just compile and like, like build on each other till you get more opportunities to use those skills that you are wired for. Um, So I don't know, like, I just feel like I was in a place that through my story, through different circumstances that I'm like, okay, if this is what I'm saying and this is who I'm saying God is, and this is the the call on my life as a believer, I'm just going to keep saying yes, because it's pretty cool when you keep saying yes, and then you get to see all that God is doing. So I have 100% all the anxieties and fears, whether it's getting up and praying at a women's event or um, putting something out there or any of it, it's all there, but I just have to put more of my chips on the obedience side Mm -hmm. of like, I'm excited to see what God's going to do through this. Then let the fears win. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. Um, I, I, I love the story you shared because it, it even points out another picture in this conversation of there, there, there's moments that could be just 100% coincidental. Like, I don't, I don't, you remember that. I don't, right? So that was, yeah. that was a powerful moment for you. Because um, I was and, really scared. Yeah. And, and I, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and may, maybe there was intention on my part, um, but my guess is it probably was 100% random. You know, and uh, in in situations like that, I I think there's probably more of those than what we understand. But as I'm hearing you share that story, it was a big deal for you. It was a small moment, you know, right? When you think about you weren't being asked, you've been asked to lead ministries, you know. But if we if we even just take your story and look back at Brittany's, you weren't being asked in that moment to lead a ministry. You weren't being asked uh, to do things that some of us would lose our breath over because it was, you know, it's, it's so, it's such a big thing and not sure if I am capable of, but it was a big deal. You know, you're here, you are in a, in a moment with other people, uh, and you're asked to do something that you were unsure. Can I, should I, what's this going to be like? Um, and for you in that moment, it was significant. My hunch is I wasn't thinking of, this is a big thing for Katie. I don't know. I mean, sometimes, believe it or not, everybody listening probably can understand this. Like, I just, sometimes I just do things. Um, but, you know, like in that moment, I, I'm, I'm guessing I wasn't going, oh, this, like, it, uh, this is going to be a good test. How's Katie do um, to, to this request? Um, it, it was probably as random as just looking around the room. Who do I think is at least comfortable enough to do this potentially? That might have been my best at you know, as I'm th- trying to rethink it, that might be been my best guess as w- as to what happened. 
Um, so in my own potential absent mind, as a leader, I made a request. I had a question, but it was a big deal. So what, you know, just thinking about in the rest of life, how many other moments like that are there? Um, and, and again, coming back to what you said, Katie, and those things, those, those moments compound, you know, those stories compound to, to, um, build up even potentially to when we are asked for something that's going to require more time, talent, maybe even treasure. And we're going to think, holy smokes, am I qualified for that? But we've got all these credits that we stocked up for all these other, in our minds, there were big moments, but really at the end of the day, there were a lot of small moments that built up. Using your guys' two stories, Brittany, you, uh, when, when you're asked at the level you were asked to, the, the person on the, on the, the request side, uh, there's just this can be unspoken expectation about, yeah, I'm, I'm not asking you and I need it. I want an answer now. Um, you know, sometimes we'll say, Hey, I want to ask you, we'll, we'll touch base in a week on what you're thinking and feeling about this as you spend some time in conversation and prayer. Uh, there's a lot of other life circumstances that, uh, the, the yes doesn't get a week. It does, it doesn't even get, but a couple seconds, you know, when the request is asked or the, the need is witnessed, um, you know, by us, we don't get a week to think about it and pray about it and talk about it. And so I think those, just as I'm listening to you guys, even I, I would add, I, I think there's a relationship between those types of moments where, where we're asked or we witness something and we're starting to sense this, this obligation of leadership, this opportunity that we have, we have a conviction, we have a passion, uh, or there's a request. And, and so, you know, we, um, we spend some time thinking about it, praying about it, talking about it. And we say yes or no, as we have that clarity. Um, and, I, and I think the relationship to those moments, to the ones where we don't get time to ponder and pray, they work together in such a way where um, when those insecurities creep up, when those questions or doubts of authority and call creep in, uh, I, I think those those two different experiences work to, can work together in such a way, uh, and God can use them to remind us, "Hey, you can you can trust me." Um, hey, this is my voice. Hey, this is my equipping. Um, like it's a cliche verse, but Philippians four thirteen, like I can mm, do all things through yeah. Christ who strengthens me. And I mean, I feel like I I'm sure I don't know who quotes it, but multiple people probably. But I keep thinking of like, do it scared, mm. like. Like, you know, be obedient and it's okay to be scared when you're being obedient. It's okay to, like, if you're asked to pray in a public public setting, like that can be really nerve wracking, Mm -hmm. especially if it's your first time. And, but to be like, yes, I'm going to do it even though I'm scared. It's not, we don't have to say, we can say yes um, with that still being present. Yeah. And I think sometimes we're like, oh, we're going to say no until we feel confident. Yep. Um, And the more we do it, the more we lean on God's strength to get us through it. I think the more we, we can see that he is faithful yeah. Through that and um, use those uses those even small moments to grow us. We can do such a good job of thinking we're the only ones that ever think this way. Um, or uh, once once people arrive at a certain level of leadership or a certain age, then they don't have these, you know, these kind of doubts or concerns or questions anymore. Or, you know, they, they don't believe these lies or myths in their leadership anymore. Um, and uh 
I think the, the, the grain of truth in that is um, how frequent they do <laughs> uh, creep into our leadership and, um, and then at uh, what tone um, or volume, maybe even, at, you know, this, what's, what's the size of those thoughts and, and at what level are we hearing them? Uh, but I, th- I, I think they're always there. Um, uh, I, I found that true for me. I mean, I don't want to speak for every other leader, but I, but I found that true for me. But what I found is, uh, that they're, the, the variables at which they come are different, um, sure. yeah. you know, and, but they, they still happen. Um, especially like, I think like we're doing kingdom work and the enemy doesn't like that. There's a whole spiritual yeah. realm out there. Like we, we can't just deny that. And so even though. I feel like, like you said, like it's for me personally, it comes less. And Mm -hmm. I feel like when they do, when it does come, I'm able to um, speak truth and believe it more so than I did in the past. Um, But it's always going to, I mean, I, I just expect it to come Mm -hmm. because like we're doing things that make a spiritual eternal impact. And so we're going to, we have an enemy that's always going to be fighting us on that. Yeah. And I think the fear, I think I, I don't know. Like I would even say like the majority of it is always comparison. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking at like, I, like I was talking about praying in front mm-hmm. of people like, well, I can't pray like Kyle Dana prays or I can't mm-hmm. pray like so-and-so prays. So I'm going to say no because I'm not like them. Yeah. Um, and that was another piece of just where I was at, like in this morning and another Bible study and thinking about how it's all those little pieces. It's all those little impacts that, are made. And if I didn't say yes to them, I wouldn't be able to look back and see them. And then the, um, the verse, like I went upstairs and the verse that's on my d- side table by my dresser says, um, Jeremiah one five, like before I formed you in the womb, I knew that you were set apart. And I was like, like God already knew like how I was going to be wired, what my skills were, where I was going to be at. And if I allow the comparison to get in the way of what he wants yeah. for me because it's I get to see him more clearly through the work that I get to do or the yeses or the the front row seats mm-hmm. that you get um I like I would be missing that but he's wired me for that and gives that to me as a gift as, as we prepare to wrap up we want to get healthier in this area what do we do with it and there's two practical things that I'm thinking uh, that, that I find myself doing and even coaching more people with one, um, uh, when, when I'm feeling this way, when I'm feeling insecure, when I'm feeling, uh, like my own abilities don't measure up or the beliefs that I have about myself, I'm, I'm not a good enough person. I'm not a good enough leader, or I'm not as good as fill in the blank. Um, what does that start to look like in me? Cause usually I'm not necessarily thinking those things. Uh, but what what behaviors, what um, emotions do I have? What beliefs? So I think identifying when when I'm feeling this way, when I'm believing these things, what are those themes? Because we need to be able to recognize. Oh, it's it's here. Because <laughs> um, if we don't identify it, then it 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 we're probably not going to combat it, or it's going to take longer if we're slow to identify it. So identifying what are we thinking, feeling um, when 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 this creeps up, and then I think the the second piece is. Uh, that I would say is how do I combat that? And uh, we, we've kind of already shared that here, but I, I think the, the biggest thing is to have a quick list um, of reminders who God says you are, what what he says about his creation. When I was like really struggling, I wrote out affirmations mm. like from like Bible verse affirmations yeah, yeah. and put them in my vehicle, in my mirror, in my bathroom, yeah. in my living room, in my, in my kitchen 
because I needed that constant, yeah. like, who does God say you are? Yeah. And then to truly believe it. Yep. Yeah. And I think uh, another piece of that would be uh, we're bringing a weapon to that battle that is in Christ's name. When we say, hey, you are, whether it's a scripture, you know, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Just know that today. Or it's just an encouragement. Hey, the way you did that, like, do you, did you see how big of an influence you made? Or even just a simple, hey, thanks for thanks for praying. You know, I don't know if that was easy for you or not. Like whatever it fill in the blank needs to be. But if we can be an encourager um, on the other side to, to maybe help fill in some of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, f- friends, listen, I, I think g- genuinely the first thing is it, it's, it's, it's not probably going to require much work, but what are the behaviors? What are the feelings uh, that creep up in me when I, when I feel this way? Uh, prop, m- maybe even make a note card, put them on one side. <laughs> Because this, this is the rumble bars. When I start to feel this way, what do I need to know? And on the other side of that card, what are some things that God says about you? Um, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing this in real time as a parent. Uh, our, our oldest is a teenager now. Um, you know, so you've got all the, the changes that start to happen as a teenager. Um, but like her activity, she's highly involved. And uh, she's really trying to figure out who, who am I? Not just as a child in our household or as a child of God, but even with their own skill. What? How do I? How do I take my passions and my talents to show up like on a basketball court within this team? What do I do with that? I'm even just finding myself coaching her and reminding her, "Hey, these these moments don't define you. Um, you know, this is this is what does. This is who does." And reminding her, "Hey, do you do you believe these things? Because I do. I believe you're fill in the blank." You're worth dying for. Um, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You have specific gills and gifts and talents that are are specific for you. Uh, that other people might have, but they don't have your place and time. Um, and so, like when you put those two things, and just reminding her of that. My last ten percent, as we prepare to wrap up, before you guys have any closing comments here, is I think identify the behaviors that start to come out of you and the feelings that you have uh, when you're in this place. The rumble bars, if you want to call them that. And then writing down uh, some truths about you that God says about you. Um, but I think the last thing that I'd say is being prepared, being somebody who gets in the battle, because I think we're all in it, being somebody who can be an encourager to other people. Uh, and it might be a behavior that's not natural that you need to start forming. Because yeah. um, I'm, I'm just speaking from my own experience. It's not natural for me. But what, what else would you guys share as we prepare to wrap up here? Um, I would say... Um Adding, just adding, I totally agree with everything you said that, and then maybe also being vulnerable. Mm. So choosing somebody that you can trust. I remember share things with. I was very private about my struggle for a long time. Yeah. And when I started being like willing to share it, even though I was crying, I couldn't say it without crying. Um, God just used those moments to help heal me. Yeah. And to realize, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one on the planet that struggles sure. with this. Um, and so having some you know, people in your corner that you trust, a small group, yeah. um, people that you can maybe meet with, a mentor. I would say just, yeah, especially if you're in the middle of a struggle to seek that out. That's good. So, yeah, that really tied up kind of what I wanted to say too was um, the last kind of like the last thing you said, like the rumble strips and that, mm-hmm. but also like being kind to yourself, like knowing that if you are in that leadership position, 
you know, you said yes for a reason. And then like all those feelings and the negative, like negative self-talk or the, the negative, you know, with the affirmations and the negative kind of counteracting each other, but also just being kind to yourself. But then when you mentioned vulnerability, that was the last thing I was going to kind of mention too. Um, and like Brene Brown is like the vulnerability speaker of today. And like, it just really impacted me. And I share it often of when she says somebody's up on stage and I don't know how she says it, but how I paraphrase it is somebody's up on stage and they are sharing their testimony or they're praying or whatever it is. Um, when they're done or while they're doing it, nobody is saying like, wow, Hmm. they really messed that up. Or even us recording this podcast, like Mm -hmm. nobody's like, like critiquing us. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're thinking like how brave they were or how, like you said, people say like, I could never do what you do. And like the whole time they're up there, very nervous, shaking, like Mm -hmm. scared. Um, and everybody else actually what everybody else is actually thinking is different than what you're feeling and so in all of that just kind of being kind to yourself and reminding yourself i feel these feelings and they are real but also people really aren't thinking what it's worse in my head than what they're actually thinking of course Yeah. Yeah. yeah And then, um, like you said, I flipped to this scripture because it is really kind of a good closing, yeah. um, like scripture, and just like it's it is a benediction. It's the last part of Hebrews. So Hebrews thirteen twenty. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great Shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing His will, and may He work in us what is pleasing for him through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. So it's just that like equipping yeah. for us to do his goodwill. Yeah. And that's saying yes and being brave and yeah, it's good. knowing. Well, hey, we have no idea where you're listening to this at, uh, what frame of mind you're in, maybe who you're listening to it with. Um, but because we believe that there are no accidents, uh, we want to remind you, 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 you matter. Uh, you're a big deal. Uh, the God of the universe said you're worth dying for. And uh, there's nothing that uh, is going to change his mind on that. Uh, so no matter what thought you might be thinking about yourself, he thinks the exact opposite. Um, there's uh, uh, e- even even outside of the church world, outside of the faith world, SNL hit this so well years ago when they made their skit uh, that had some famous lines, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and doggone it, people like me. Um, and so friends, listen, get the right voices around you. Uh, make sure you understand what God says about you. Get those on some note cards because he says quite a lot. And... Uh, Uh, Again, remember, you're loved. You're loved by him and you're loved by us. Have a great week.